Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and ready to talk some Husker basketball. Um, we mentioned it in the captain, but Rico just finding out uh, as well that uh, somewhere, I, where was this at? You could tell the story better, but there's a, a, a there's an adult living out the fantasy of playing uh, middle an assistant, school basketball. An assistant coach on a JV girls basketball team impersonated a 13-year-old player on the team in a game. The coach is no longer an employee of the Portsmouth School District. Um, I don't know where that is. It looks like Virginia? No, hold on. Let me see. Wave, wavy news. That is in, yeah, Virginia. Okay, yeah. So, that's wild. <laughs> a 22-year-old was playing against 13- and 14-year-olds. and Do they have her stats? Uh, no, they don't, unfortunately. <laughs> I really want to know what her stats were. But she they, in the game, you know, she got an and one layup. She got a, just a highlighter show. She gets an and one layup and a block, like a like a clear block. They're showing highlights. Like, not that. even close. I asked Captain this. Is does she look the head young? coach? The head coach was also fired, and the varsity head coach oh, was I also bet. fired. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, they went along with it. Does she look like she's an adult playing kids or she, like she's? I mean, she's about their size. Kinda like she's bigger than them. <laughs> So she didn't do a good job of blending in. No, not really. No. Uh, this person says, so this person said, sir, we need her stats. And this other person said she had 22 points, but she ran out of gas in the fourth quarter, and they only won by one point. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true, but if that is, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. How dare you? How could you only score 22 points? 13 and 14-year-olds, you're 22 years old. If I'm going against 13 and 14-year-olds, I'm not very good at basketball, but I'm schooling them. You think so? I'm taking them to task. That's what I was telling Rashawn too. Is like, yeah, that's bad, and they should be fired and all that. But that'd be kind of fun. I am, <laughs> I am swatting the snot out of one of those kids. Yeah, fifteenth row. Talking trash. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You know those the kids do that too. That made it big rounds a couple weeks ago. Yeah, one hundred. But those like like eight year olds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending one of those. I'm hard foul. Don't <laughs> no. You're not dancing in front of me. Who do you think you are? This isn't happening to me. No. If and look four zero two four six four five six eight five. You're on the court with 13 and 14 year olds. What position are you playing? And do you think you could get a triple double? <laughs> yeah, I think so. The assist might be difficult. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Well, you I end up. They, you you end up getting, well, you end up blocks, getting double teamed. Rebounds. Just ah, <laughs> laser that thing in there. Well, you get the rebound. Just tell one of your players, like, look, stay at half court. If they try to get into the paint, they're not getting the shot off. First off. Secondly, if they do get the shot off, they're going to miss it because you guys are garbage. I'm getting the rebound, and I'm chucking it down the court. Uh, yeah, that's, that could be true. They could have a different uh, philosophy there. 402-464-5685. <laughs> text or call. Text in. What position are you playing? Do you think you can get a triple-double? Well, hopefully the uh, the score of, of, of that game that you would play in would not be uh, too much <laughs> worse than the last time Nebraska played Illinois. Uh, Illinois beat Nebraska 76-50 to um, last time they played. Of course, that was at Pinnacle Bank Arena, so now Nebraska has to make the return visit. Uh, Derek Walker, just five points in that game, four rebounds. Of course, he is uh, the key to Nebraska most games out um, and just had maybe a bad matchup, but, which is what I'm interested in tonight with uh, Dane Danger, if you remember, he's kind of the, a bigger body, yep. um, similar to Derek Walker, where Derek seems to be do, do well against longer, uh, thinner centers. But, where he can use his physicality against yeah. them and his aggressiveness, but Dane Danger is pretty much like Derek Walker, a little, a little shorter, and he's, he's, he's willing to uh, 
throw his body around in the paint. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's interesting because that this Illinois game, of course, it, it comes at a critical time for Nebraska. They've had their own uh, streak of losing five of six. Illinois has now won six of their last seven. They're one of the best teams in the Big Ten right now. Of course, it's tough. Big Ten season. It that, that's been changing quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's there. I, I I think the Big Ten's once again in a position where it is often of you've got a few great. Not great teams. You got a few good teams. Then you've got a, like a whole laundry list of pretty darn good teams that you would say is competitive. Not going to make it to the Sweet 16 or anything, but yeah. but pretty good. I think Illinois probably uh, fits into that quarter. Illinois ranked. I think they're 21st in the country right yeah. now. So Purdue's number one. Illinois is number in the in the top 25. Uh, and then there are four other teams who ha- received votes. Uh, for the top 25, uh, including Northwestern. So the Big Ten, although they don't have, you know, five teams in the top 25, they have five teams being mentioned, two in the top 25. So it's probably not the the powerhouse conference that we thought it was going to be or that it has been uh, in previous years, but still a pretty good conference overall from from, you know, top to middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and even pretty close to the bottom. I hate to say this, but um, I think Minnesota and Nebraska are probably in Minnesota's. You know, you can never take any game off. Yeah. Um, but I think Minnesota and Nebraska are probably in a, a tier of themselves now. And Nebraska is going to have to do work to kind of get out of that bottom of the tier. Um, and again, what makes it more interesting to me now is, and I always find a way, one way or the other, to be interested in my Nebraska basketball. Um, unfortunately, the, the the injuries, the losses have kind of piled up. That again, double digit loss. Mm-hmm. Um, to I think fan interest might be swaying a little bit, so Nebraska really needs one. And what would be better than knocking off one of the top teams in the Big Ten? It's just going to be it's going to be difficult again. But maybe you you see um, uh, you know a, a resurgence, or maybe everybody kind of playing on the same page here. We saw Sam Hoiberg uh, really get his confidence going, and I know Nebraska's in in a, in a dark spot, and they necessarily didn't probably want to use Hoiberg as much as they're going to this season. But for him. This is a this is a moment. I mean, this this last game was proof to him that he belongs, mm-hmm. and so now with that confidence, how much more to, does he kind of add to the table? Um, you know, and we've seen some of the younger guys stepping up, the older guys maybe a little bit of wear and tear, maybe maybe getting tired as the season goes on. If they can get everybody to step, you know, kind of play on the same page, get going, think they have a chance against the Illini, or is this just is this one of those teams that? Probably not. I mean, you always have a chance, but this is not a good matchup for a Nebraska team that is currently struggling to find themselves. Yes, they had one of their better shooting nights um, against Maryland, but they still lost by double digits. Um, This is, you know, Derek Walker getting going really helps Nebraska's offense and their defense um, to to, uh, start rolling on all cylinders. And him against Dane Danger is not really the matchup that, that you were hoping for, but that's exactly what you're going to get. Hopefully he can, you know, get the better of him this time around. But if he doesn't, then you're going to have to rely on, on Sam Hoiberg, uh, or not Sam on, on Sam. Well, you might have to rely on Sam Hoiberg, Sam Greasel and the rest of the, the Husker roster to, to take a step forward and to fill in where Derek Walker is going to be missing, going up against Dane Danger. And Sam Hoiberg, like you said, had a great game, had played just 12 minutes all season before this week. And right now in these, these last two games, he, He's played 44 minutes and is averaging 10.5 points and 4.5 rebounds per game. I know it's a very small sample size, only two games, but if that's the kind of efficiency or the kind of of 
stats that he can give you on a on a night in night out basis uh, to end the season. And it's going to be it, it. You know, it might be hard, but he is a Division One basketball player. Um, then that's going to go a long way in in filling the at least the offensive workload um, that that Gary and Bandamel uh, um, gave up after their injuries. But on the defensive side of things, I. I, I'm not going to, you know, tear anybody down and say that you know they're not going to be great defenders, but those two were the better defenders that you had. So it's going to be more of an offensive workload for this team going forward. And and of course, uh, a, a big matchup tonight is going to be without your your best defenders on ball defenders is stopping stopping Terrence Shannon Jr. I remember last time Nebraska played Illinois. They were at full strength heading into that game. This mm-hmm. was the game that Juwan Gary did go down, so maybe that kind of played into the final score, uh, starting to get run away there from a little, from Nebraska a little bit. Um, but Terrence Shannon Jr. had a good game then. He's basically had a good game against everybody transferring in from Texas Tech. Uh, and Brad Underwood has has Illinois up and rolling again. Of course, the last couple of years they've they've had the uh, you know the Iowa DeSumos, uh, you know the uh, the Kofi Coburns. They've had the the players that they've been able to rely on and kind of bring up. And this year they've had had to go to the transfer route and Terrence Shannon Jr. has went from an okay player at Texas Tech to a legitimate NBA prospect at Illinois. He's a little bit older, which might hold him back a little bit, yeah. but it'll be uh, a later draft pick because yeah. of his age, which is just funny. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're not 18 or 19. We don't watch you. <laughs> he probably can't get much better now. Uh, Matthew Mayer uh, as well, the, the transfer from Baylor. Um, he just had his career high, 26 points against Ohio State. Again, they're hot. They've won six of their last seven, including that game against Nebraska. And they're basically, you know, they beat Wisconsin by 10, Ohio State by 9, Minnesota by 18, uh, Michigan State by 9, again, Nebraska by 26 there, and Wisconsin again to start this route uh, by 10. The only loss is a 15-point loss to Indiana uh, on the 19th a few weeks ago. But um, so – they're they're not just you know squeaking out games either. They've been they've been uh, mm-hmm. you know pacing themselves and, and putting a distance between them. I just think it's a tough matchup. Uh, you know, mentioned Mayor uh, Coleman Hawkins, uh, another long athletic big that's pretty darn good. Um, Nebraska um, uphill battle tonight six uh, six o'clock on BTN. Yeah, something that's not going to make it easier. And I just you know scrolling down reading this. Um, Nebraska men's basketball will play its tenth road game of the season on Tuesday t- today. Um, and in January, you want to, they've they've been on the road for most of January. They have traveled eight thousand one hundred and thirty-eight miles in January wow. alone. Um, as of yesterday, no power conference team has played more road games than the Huskers. DePaul has nine. Hmm. Nebraska will play its tenth today. That's road games, not just neutral sites. Road games. Wow. Hmm. The schedule hasn't hasn't been helpful either, and especially with this season. I and you know just the lack of wins that Hoiberg has on his resume. That's something that's going to be, you know, held against him quite mm-hmm. heavily as we you know enter the stretch of whether to, to keep him or not. I you know you think that maybe it would have been best just to schedule a bunch of W's. At the same time, I think that tournament that they had in Orlando really got him going. Now they didn't. They only won one game down there, but from there they or they won two games down. It's there. where they got Derek Walker back. But they won the yeah they, yeah they got Derek Walker back. They won the one game down there. Then they played the the. ACC Big Ten Challenge or whatever and beat Boston College. Um, but, you know, from from there, that, that felt like they really got going. And, of course, beat Creighton right after that, and that felt like the height of their season. So um, there's different ways to do scheduling. But um, that's, again, as, 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 the, as the Hoiberg 
the interest, I guess, in, in, in retaining Hoiberg, uh, it, it, you know, kind of heats up here as we go down the stretch. Um, partially, I'm interested in watching these games to see if they turn into blowouts or if they're competitive. Um, but another thing is they, you know, you have stats like that. I mean, the tough, tough mm-hmm. schedule that they've played and just being on the road. All it's the time. so, it's so hard to like, even when you're, you know, obviously judging off of the final score for Nebraska basketball, you look at a lot of these games in the first half or, or somewhere in the middle of the second half, the game gets close. It gets extremely close, but something that Nebraska men's basketball has struggled with is finishing. Finishing halves, finishing games, it's something that they're just not the greatest at, especially if they do have a lead and they, ended up get, they end up getting fouled. They're not very good free-throw shooting yeah. teams, so it's hard for them to even keep a lead uh, regardless of wherever it is. So it's it's... You, you look at the final score, they lose by double digits, but, you know, in in the game, in their last game against Maryland, they cut it down to 59-50 before a technical uh, got Maryland to, got Maryland rolling, and they ended up, I think, scoring, like, going to, like, a 15-to-something run uh, to kind of end the game there. So, again, Nebraska men's basketball, they, they, they have these spurts during games where they look like a very good team, but then, you know, kind of the wheels end up falling off at, at whatever point. Uh, in those games, and it just it, the, the final score ends up looking the way that it does. Yeah, I mean that's one way to look at. It. I guess I look at it kind of the other way is that the, that Nebraska is good enough, or they have the talent enough to kind of go on spurts to kind of catch up and make it look. <laughs> look good for a second, but to play a forty-minute game, um, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know. And again, it's nothing against the roster they have right now. It's just the, the injuries kind of pile up, and and it's a it's great, you know, all anybody's playing Division One basketball, pretty darn good. But mm-hmm. just in the Big Ten, it's, it's such a grind because all these other teams, I mean, they're, they're really getting. I, I keep going back to if I'm if I'm making that decision, if I'm if I'm uh, you know Trev Alberts by the end, something that might also kind of hurt Fred Hoiberg is not just that his program hasn't evolved it and you could argue that it has but it's, it's, it hasn't you know taken that step but other programs Chris Collins at Northwestern is Michael yeah. Shrewsbury at Penn State I mean other teams at that are normally at the bottom with you are finding ways not just to have feel-good moments in the season but to get wins and to, to really uh, evolve their program and take it to the next level so um, it's 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 a weird spot as a Nebraska basketball fan but my saying always comes true a day with Nebraska basketball is always better than a day without one. So you got another game there tonight. Interesting enough for college basketball too. Kansas State, Kansas tonight on ESPN Plus. Dude, Kansas State's like top five. Yeah, well they're seventh, and Kansas is number eight. Uh, but Kansas State is is you know is that good? And they I feel like Kansas has lost like twelve games this season. <laughs> like every time I look up, Kansas is losing another game, and they're still in the top ten. Well, you get a little respect for winning the national championship last year. I mean, year, I, I guess. <laughs> but uh Kansas State did win of course the first matchup 83 to 82 in the in the um at Kansas State. What do they call that? The Octodome? I forget. The Doom the of Octagon uh, of Doom or Octagon something. Octagon of Doom. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Love it. Uh but I can never remember it. The Octagon of Doom. Now they'll go and and try to win one in Lawrence. If Kansas State can sweep defending champs Kansas in in the season that'll be a big for that little battle. I I, I always like uh, living vicariously a little bit through that rivalry because Nebraska doesn't you know they have Creighton but they don't have the Power Five yeah. rivalry that you have there. So uh, that'll be an interesting one as well. Also to keep in mind for basketball, not now we're jumping a little bit to the NBA. Is uh, Kansas State only has two losses? Kansas has four. That's and four losses. That's not that bad. That's a lot of losses for your defending national champion, <laughs> especially to stay at number eight. What are you doing? Well, what is the what is the teams around them? How many losses know, do they have? Let's find out. Yeah, four losses are pretty darn good at this point in the season. Just 
Especially, I know they play probably a tougher out of conference. Game. All right, Kansas. So the teams above them: three, three, three. All three except for Houston with two, Purdue with one. The teams below them: four, four, five, four, five, five, five. Okay, I guess. Yeah, see, they're the, they're the oh, champions. Florida Atlantic, twenty-one and one. They're at nineteen. What are you doing? Well, that's because they're Florida Atlantic. Throw them up there. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, lots more to talk about. That's some college football notes we can go through uh, as uh, as we move on here. Also, Nick probably going to jump in the studio with us for the crossover here on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket.